0: an episode of the Woods Water Mizzou Podcast. I'm one regular co-host, Skeeter. and welcome in to tonight as usual. Our Case and Cole, how are y'all doing?
1: Good. How are y'all,
0: fellas? We've kind of put out teasers and we can't really announce everything yet, but um, a fellow podcast that we're going to be working with for this football season and hopefully years to come uh, is Two Plain Sports and OU Podcast. And so I reached out to them and thought, you know. Basketball season kind of sucks right now, and we don't want to spend a whole podcast talking about it, and our fan bases have seemed to rediscover how we dislike each other uh, when it comes to talking football. So I reached out and threw him an invite, and so we got Jose and Brandon from Two Plane Sports. Welcome, fellas. How y'all doing? Good, man. Thanks for having us. I think we're excited. Yeah, it should be a good time. He
2: said, "I yes. think we're excited." He wasn't. He wasn't quite sure. He's like, "I don't know what these Mizzou fans. I'm not sure yet." <laughs>
0: uh, well, we are part of the Variety Sports Network, and uh, with that, we're coming from your home field studios. Entering code Variety Sports, all caps for fifteen percent off. Some great home field apparel, guys. I mean, it's been what since 2011. The last time we played each other in football, uh, basketball played in the tournament. What was that, 2021, 20, somewhere That's in 2020,
2: there? Right? That was peak COVID.
0: Okay. Because I had to yeah. have a
2: watch party at my front driveway because my friends wouldn't come over if it was inside. And
0: with, without <laughs> looking this up, <laughs> what would have been the last sport that we played each other in?
2: Do we play in softball recently?
0: Yeah. Softball was going to be my best guess. Like, yeah. Uh, we just wrestled eight. not too long ago. Oh, ra- oh we wrestled wrestling. this season. Yes. <laughs> Peter, God
3: yes. damn. We do wrestling all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't talk wrestling. Yeah, well, uh, we're, we're having a decent year right now. It kind of fell off a couple weeks ago, but we're back on track now. So uh, we've still been competing in and out, just not on a regular basis. I think both fan bases are excited uh, to be playing each other again. There's a lot of bickering back and forth. If you're on Twitter, for those on social media, if you're not, you're missing out on a lot of a lot of good entertainment there. So daily,
1: Brandon, daily entertainment. Good yes. things
0: like Brandon, Jose. What were y'all's thoughts when the news broke? With I mean, were there really inklings coming out like, "Hey, we're probably getting ready to get out of the Big Twelve and go SEC," or was it boom? This is what's happening.
4: Well, so there there were a lot of rumors leading up to it, um, but you never really know. Especially like it seemed like when that broke. When it came to like major business in college sports, that was the first thing. Um, and then, then media really started covering like all these big like television deals and all that stuff. It seemed like it wasn't a huge topic conversation till after that. Maybe that's just from my perspective because I didn't really pay attention to it until that OU thing uh, happened, moving to the SEC. But uh, first reaction was that it should have been solid for our or it is solid for our recruiting, football-wise. Um, we cover a lot of that, so that was just where my mind first went. And then should be exciting. I mean, we, we believe we are one of the best teams in the country at football and many other sports, but you know, yeah, football so is you a win we do. <laughs> <laughs> but now we actually get to prove it, because it seems like in the Big 12 you didn't really, partially probably because it was always morning games, but you, you didn't hear much about the Big 12 outside of if OU was doing good or bad. Um, and rarely was the good part really talked about. It seemed like. Yeah. I mean, I,
3: it's once it started to feel like it was going to happen, we got excited and then it just became a matter of when, because yeah, I think we were under TV, right? Contract till 2025 or 2026 or something. So we didn't know exactly when it was going to happen, but yeah, we're, we're excited to be here. I think, uh, I think every sport actually gets easier in the SEC outside of football. And we, we've talked about that. I think, I think basketball in the big 12 is tougher. I think, you know, maybe baseball is tougher in the SEC, but I don't know. I I, I definitely think that he's going to be right there.
0: Uh, wrestling uh, will be, you know, you'll still be competing with us there. There's yeah, still, yeah. We'll, we'll stay Big Twelve, 12, 12 there. there. But, yeah,
3: yeah. That's you know, it's it's a shame with with, with the wrestling
2: program. Watch no the whole duel today against so. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Baseball is going to be a big step. up, Big Twelve baseball. It is. I mean, I know you guys have a, have a decent program, and what there's a few other schools around that are. TCU is pretty good. Is that right? TCU is tough. TCU is really pretty tough. Um, I'll be honest, boys. Uh, I really didn't get into college baseball until the last couple of years, and I really only follow the SEC in college baseball. But there's a lot to follow, and hell, a lot of these teams damn near have minor league baseball stadiums. You know, like you would see in Triple A, Double A. So, I mean, I said it because I feel like baseball step up. I understand Oklahoma is a fine program, so you guys will probably you know fit in well there. Uh, softball's gotta be tough. What's besides, I know OU softball's fantastic. What about, there's no one else really though, right? Like in the big 12, it's decent. Is there? Texas was top 10 last year. And I think Oak state was too. I guess Oak state. I For figured out Oak state exists a lot.
3: We just played Tennessee like, last night in baseball and got our, a, a win against them. It was extras, but you know, we beat them They're I think they're number nine right now.
2: Yeah, oh, wow. we're a oh, SC team's always rated very highly for because, like, I don't think Arkansas should be third in the country, but that, that's for a different topic, or a different <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, no, that's interesting. Um, I don't know, basketball, I think basketball that seems pretty good right now. I mean, you got you know those losers out, good, but out it's not West, the Big 12, but yeah, the Big 12
3: uh, is a gauntlet, everybody's good in the Big 12 basketball,
4: yeah. And I mean, not too long ago, Oklahoma State was probably the best of them, now they've just fallen. No. What, when Cade Cunningham came here, well, yeah, Cade. The year before, the year after that, they were solid too. Mike Boyd
3: seemed to be doing something there, but yeah, they fell off, which is good. I I can't stand them. They're they're worse than Texas. I I think I can't stand Oklahoma
0: State. Uh, well, we know how quickly it can turn in the basketball program. We were uh, the number four seed for the SEC tournament last year, and. We do not have a conference win sitting here at the end of February right now. So uh, Dude, if this it, basketball season, fall this video off. game,
2: I would have hit reset by now. Yes. I my toe would have found the reset button on
0: the old N64. It, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. But okay. So let's, let's kind of talk uh, this game coming up this fall. Y'all are coming to Como first time since uh, October 29th, 2010. I'll have to look that date up. It's one engraved in my memory. as my first game in Columbia, At Furrow Field, number one OU came in, and uh, that was our first win. I don't know how many years against y'all, but uh, then we played in 2011 in Norman, and I believe y'all got us that year. So, uh, but, you know, the football programs, y'all kind of sustained a level of success. That first year, Brett Vernables, it kind of dropped off, but last year you picked back up, and then uh, we kind of set the world on fire last year. We've, we're either really good or we're really bad at, or mediocre at football, like it's, it's not too many, like nine, you know, knocking on the door of 10 wins. It's either like six or we're going for 11 or 12. Like we, we don't have that medium. So, uh, but what, what are y'all's thoughts? Are you looking forward to, I mean, I've seen y'all schedule and y'all, like SEC don't take it easy. Like you look at the schedule and you're like, dang, they screwed us. But then you look at everybody else's schedule. Like it's just part of being the SEC now.
3: Yeah,
4: yep. hey, Brandon, you want to take this first? No, we we've, we've talked about it a lot.
3: Yeah, no, the the Missouri game, yeah, we're definitely excited about. We've talked about making that maybe one of the road games that we go to. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I, I, it should be a fun one. Uh, the scheduling thing, yeah, I mean, I think this schedule for Oklahoma is tough as I've seen since being a fan, and it it, it is tough. But then you know, you look at Texas just to go because everybody you said has a tough schedule. I I think Texas has it fairly easy. Uh, I would much rather have the Texas schedule.
0: That's interesting.
4: Yeah, Um, I'm excited for that the the Missouri game. We and we've talked about it multiple times on our on our channel when we talk about like you know what's coming up in the in the future in the football season after sportsbooks opened us up at six and a half wins. We talked about that. I think Missouri just looking at how the team was built the the little bit I know of who's returning. I mean Luther Burden like that alone. He is one of the best wide receivers in the country. I think. That just has to be acknowledged regardless of who you're a fan of. It's not going to be easy to play you guys. It might be one of the tougher games on the schedule, in my opinion.
3: No, I mean, it kind of sucks to see Luther Burden and Theo Weiss doing, you know, really, really well at, at Missouri, considering those guys were both supposed to be sinners. Or, you know, Theo was for a long time, but with
0: a with, uh, old Burden, it never worked out. Uh, absolutely. Cole, you've kind of been quiet uh, aside from your intro there. you have anything you want to talk with him about? <laughs>
1: No, I'm just taking it in. I'm actually trying to pull up uh, y'all's schedule just to kind of have something to go off of. Looks like you start with three straight non cons, Temple, Houston, and uh, Tulane, and then y'all rip the band aid right off, man, get right into it. Um, host Tennessee, which, you know, Tennessee's going to be it. Josh Heupel, We, you know, we had Josh Heupel as an OC and they they know how to put up some points that's for darn sure so it's not going to be anything that's foreign to the big 12 we know how you know five six years ago big 12 it was like you know 62 to 55 or something like that would yeah. be the final for a big 12 game so
2: that's gonna be an interesting game on both counts though because it's gonna be what nico's first first at conference game starting right
1: yeah should be i mean i don't know what uh I don't know what Tennessee looks like. They may have a week two conference game, but,
3: you know. Would that be Josh's um,
0: first time back in Norman since he uh, was on staff there? I believe so.
3: Believe yeah. so, yeah.
0: Well, Okay, so the, the big thing that gets talked about a lot is Caden um, Green coming, leaving OU, entering the portal, and then coming to Mizzou. Like, did that ruffle y'all's feathers, or is this, you know, Mizzou's got Twitter trolls just as well as anybody, so uh, it's hard to gauge a whole fan base off, you know, the few squeaky wheels that you do see out there.
3: How's it? You want to feel this one?
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the
4: day, that's just college football now in in the world Absolutely. we live in. Absolutely. Um, yep. Now, I think that as much as <laughs> I mean, it happened. The, the I think the reason it was a big story and. You know, we're all kind of discovering what it what this world is now is because it is a high profile player, player. But I don't doubt that every school in the country is doing something, you know, very similar when it comes to negotiating with NIL situations. And and it's happened in college sports forever as long Are you as guys, college sports have
2: been uh, right? Familiar with the Vanderbilt turn Kentucky running back Ray Davis from last year. Yeah. We had uh Joe on, he's a big Vandy, fan of a Vandy podcast, and he was pretty upset. That was like that was their whole entire team last year. Like yeah. he was the offense, right? Um he said in an early press conference, sorry, Ray Davis did this season. He goes, After Kentucky beat us, Stoops came over to me at midfield and gave me an and I said I have an offer for you. I'd like you to be on our team. That's wildly illegal. That's that is that is complete tampering. <laughs> Nothing's <laughs> happened to Stoops. Stoops is fine. None's going on that now. A little different. OU fan base is much bigger fan base than Vandy fan base. I think we can all agree on that. That there's probably you know 26 times you guys than there are Vandy fans. So be you know more stuff. But uh, that's this. That's kind of is the game best. SEC is the most cannibalistic conference. I think out of any of them. This Happened to us last year. Our best wide receiver in 2023 uh, was mid season. Um, was already had a line in place to go to Georgia. That's Dominic Lovett. Um It seems to be no one is going to enforce the whole tampering rules. So it's just if you don't get on the, the train and play the game, then you're going to get left behind. We we had enough players taken from us in that. Where I feel like that is kind of the name of the game now.
1: What well, happened with Makai Wingo too? I mean, Mackay I'd, Wingo, you're right. His his I'd, high
2: school coach wasn't a part of their staff, and then got hired by the staff to the next day, and then he took him. Yeah. So I, I there's have, games, and there's games that make it legal. I, I'll be yeah. honest. I know. I think the big one with Caden Green was we've got some of his high school teammates on his teams. We can give him the deals to you know his guys on the team. Now they can text him, call him, tell them a deal. That technically is legal because they're just friends talking. It's that's how. It's a stupid. It's a stupid game. I it is, and it's how, and
1: it's funny too because people automatically and it goes both ways. Like you know, Mizzou fans would do it to well, to to LSU or... In you know, Georgia. Georgia We'd we, we say
2: these same claims that we got. Or like, oh, you know, yeah.
1: Kirby Smart's tampering, and it's not Kirby Smart. Like, I mean, maybe in the case of Ray Davis and, you know, Kentucky and Vandy, like, that's how that's how it ended up happening, but there's so many outside people that are involved that, you know, so-and-so said that this, and, you know, if you go to this place that you could have this, I don't think it's direct tamper. I could be completely wrong. It could be... Head coach to player, and if it is, that just adds another, you know, ruffle in this uh, in this timeline of college football that we're uh, that we're currently experiencing. It's it's crazy. Yeah,
4: and it seems wild. like it. It'll have to be like a commissioner. Just college football needs to say, all right, we basically just need to align ourselves like the NFL. to Find a commissioner. Yeah, it's it's the, the
0: NFL without out. a salary cap is what we're at right now. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a
2: good point because y'all just joined, you know, the best conference. Um, let's talk about the fact that the Big Ten and the SEC just come up with this little. Uh, w- they use some real silly terminology on, it, or they like say alliance or alliance to make yeah. sure things are going. Well, let's be honest, boys. Like, and you know, all you guys are in the fold. You guys are a power. You're gonna be part of this. Uh, we're gonna have our own set of rules soon, and we don't got to. You're gonna play by like Big Twelve rules. Big Twelve is gonna go to the G five level. It's gonna fall off. You know, along with everyone else, the Pac-12 is already dead. How the Big 12 survived this long, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be a different ball game. It's between us and the Big Ten from now on. And you're right, we're going to have we're going to have a nuke. We're going to have a commissioner, and we're going to have our own rules, and we're not going to play by the NCAA standards at all anymore. And it might it might be the Wild West for us at that point. It might be who can spend the most cash, and you know, whoever can get players in can get players in. You know, I don't know.
4: Really? I, I mean, in a world where that would happen, it would be interesting to see how the NCAA would. I mean, I, you would assume they would need to have contracts for the players in to stick to the NCAA, because I guess at that point they could just be like, "All right, I don't want to play NCAA college football. I'm going to go to whatever they decide to call that league or
2: yeah, a, a allegiance or whatever." And I guess we think about it. This is a whole. This is a college football question. for Everyone shine on this. I mean who runs the college football playoff? It's not the NCAA. It's its own independent thing. Now basketball, it they run that tournament. That's, that's their bread and butter. But I mean, it, there's, there's no part of the NCAA that even chooses a champion anymore.
0: They yeah. they would appoint the board, the playoff board to pick the teams for the playoffs. And uh, I think that we'll see changes and how that's all structured going to a 12 team playoff and, Honestly, I don't know if it's going to stay at 12 teams too long. I really look for them to say, hey, you know, they see the money coming in, exactly. expand it to even 16, possibly. You have to but, ask
2: yourself, is there more money and more teams? And if they can answer yes to that, is is going to be like, you know. They'll find a way. Yeah, it's going to be like D2. I don't know if your D2 playoffs are massive. It's going to look like that soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Brandon, Jose, one thing I wanted to ask you all. Like, did you have to bring – Your stepbrother in the burnt orange with you to the SEC, like you couldn't have picked a. I mean, thank, thank, thank you for leaving Kansas in the Big Twelve. But (laughs) did you really have to bring Texas with you? Yeah, we could have left him behind too. (laughs) Uh, I can tell y'all when it comes to SEC, like the them whining about horns down. Oh, that you. is going to be yeah.
2: so much fun when we play. It's going to be so
0: fun, yeah. Because like that, the
3: BYU basketball game they were playing at, the student section all had horns down yes. whatever. They had to take them off. That's yeah, that's crazy, right? That. That yeah, is, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I will be, I will be severely disappointed in Greg Sankey if he's like, okay, no horns down now. that Texas, is, I don't think it's going to happen at I'll all. Lose all
2: him. Him. There, I all respect for absolutely. just no way. Yes, I will.
1: I will lose a ton of respect for Greg Sankey if he does that.
0: Okay, Jose, Brandon, I know you all got to go do your show, but if you had anything you wanted to, to say or ask us, I'll, I'll kind of let you all uh, run this here real quick. If you had anything prepared, if you don't, that's
4: fine. I mean, I guess I'm curious, like, what do you guys think about Oklahoma, playing Oklahoma again in all I'm spots, a, but mainly. I, I'm
0: excited to play OU again, for one, growing up around. I mean, I have no more Sooner fans than I have Tiger fans in my life. Uh, just in my, in my daily life living in Southwest Missouri and now Northwest Arkansas. So I'm excited to, to get that. I'll probably have to eat a little bit of crow every now and then when, when we do play, but they're going to hear it from me whenever we do get the chance to meet y'all, you know, like I'm, I'm going to go to work with my chest puffs puffed out and all that. But I think it's, there will be a learning curve to the SEC and the completely different culture of what college football is in the SEC. Um, the Big 12, you have a handful of marquee games every year. But, man, every stadium you go to besides Vanderbilt and maybe like Black Friday in Arkansas, if they're sucky like they are, doesn't have a real good energy around it. But the Tennessees, the Georgias, South Carolina, like everywhere you go, they the tradition and practice, pageantry around these schools and these universities and that surround the college football game it's just completely different experience different level than what the big 12 brought you
1: it it does feel good that you know we've been in the sec i guess going into our 11th season it feels good for us to kind of like have some roots you know grown in and established and like someone else be the new guy for once you know there for 10 years it was us and a and m and for whatever reason, I've never understood it. A and M was like automatically accepted, and maybe it was a Johnny Manziel era right after you know they joined. That they kind of had their little flashy moment and whatnot. But it has always seemed like Missouri's been the redheaded stepchild of the SEC. And so, me personally, I'm just kind of glad that there's somebody else now to you know kind of take that spotlight for a while. And you know, you guys, you guys will have a spotlight for I don't know, probably two or three seasons, unless you guys. Come out with your hair on fire like we did in uh 13 and 14 and make a lot of noise. So it's it's gonna be exciting. It it really does make the conference better. Um, I'm excited to have Big Twelve um fans, I guess, you know, the Big Twelve brethren, um, kind of reunited. Eight. Yeah, big eight brethren, actually. Um, and it's gonna bring a lot of nostalgia, I think, to a lot of fans that maybe didn't look at uh the SEC is home, but now that there's two more Big Eight teams in, it'll kind of maybe complete the circle and feel a little bit more like everybody actually kind of belongs.
2: Yeah, I, I, my answer is quick. I'll just piggyback off of what Cole said. There's a second part. I like you guys, in because you're a Big Eight team. It feels more. It feels more homey for uh for me now. Um, OU and I know OU and um, I know I can't remember you guys co- coach back in the day that I was getting uh with with and Norman, but. There's a little bit of history in basketball there between us, which is fun. That's something you can always put on the video boards when you know on your guys' side and our guys' side, there's buck and force on that when we play each other. Um, but yeah, I just I think it makes me and feel like Mizzou is now more planted in the SEC when one of our old big eight rivals or fellow teams is in there with us. You know what I mean? And if you I guess if you look at a map, you n- you now round off the other edge. So if there's Missouri, now there's Oklahoma here. it it feels more congruent now. So I like that. <laughs> For sure. I like
3: it. I'm excited. We need to do a a game preview, you know, a couple weeks before the game starts. There, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to get you all on and, you know, kind of establish the relationship, the friendship, and, you know, uh, the fan bases with with the way they've been going back and forth with each other on on Twitter. It's like, hey, let's, you know, try to catch a little bit of that momentum. and uh, But also excited for – what what we have working together behind the scenes and what the yeah. future holds there. So I appreciate y'all coming on and giving us your time. I know y'all got an episode to go record yourself. Uh I would try to get you to sign off with the M I Z Z O U, but then you'd probably hit me back with a boomer and then a sooner and I'm not doing that. So uh appreciate y'all. Have a good night and uh we'll be talking uh as the season approaches. Sounds good. Yeah. Appreciate it. You guys for having us appreciate you. Right, thanks, thanks y'all. y'all. All right. Case Cole, we've got our, um, appreciate them coming on, by the way, Two Plains yeah. Sports, uh, to go check them out. They're on Twitter and, uh, all that. So, but it's not a dig at them, but our fans aren't going to go check them out.
1: I mean, they might to see what they have to say about us,
0: but oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about them coming to the SEC and, you know, just kind of yeah. get, get their mindset. For sure. Uh, it's at Two planes. Sports.com or at two plane sports is our Twitter handle. Uh, but you know, it is exciting to bring back. I, I was thinking about backgrounds to put put up, and you know, I thought about putting the 2010 game up there. And but I was like, man, I just don't want to piss in their cheerios. You know, like it was nice of them to come on, so I appreciate it. and I wanted to be respectful to them, although the intro video. I believe there is at least one. Oh, the OU game Yeah, the aerial. <laughs> so well, if uh, you made
2: it, then yes there is. That is your yeah. that is
0: your game as a Tiger yeah. fan. Yep. Yeah. But it's still been a busy week. Uh last week, y'all had off Valentine's Day and Daddy Duty and all that. And so uh I kind of talked a little bit about the basketball program. We we didn't have a, a midweek game last week. And then they come out Saturday and play at Ole Miss. And, man, they were in it for so long. But <laughs> you go from a 12-point lead or a nine-point lead. I don't remember what. I think it was nine-point lead at the 12-minute mark in the second half. And then with nine minutes to go, you are down two. In a three-minute span, it's a 12-point sp- swing or greater. And just, man, like I don't know. I don't know what, what else there is to say. It sucks.
1: It does suck. And there's two ways you can look at that. Obviously it's frustrating and you know this season has not gone how any Mizzou fan has wanted it to go so far this season. Um, but I also want you to keep in mind that again, I'm self proclaimed uh positive vibe only CEO. It goes to show you how quickly that can turn in your favor. When yeah. uh, you know your team's down, so it's been frustrating, man. It really has. You know, I talked to um, talked to Jackson Francois the other day, and you know, they the good thing about this team is that they do seem like they're all in good spirits. Um, of course, they this season is not how they wanted it to go at all, um, but you know, you you can't fault them for for trying to giving it their best. I mean, we just saw it Saturday. You know what I mean? Like you said, thought they were going to pull it out down there in Oxford, uh, get their first road road win and conference win yeah. uh, of the season. But, dad dadgummit, man, that just wasn't in the cards that day.
0: Case, you have something you wanted to say off that?
2: Um, I am not down on the team, but uh, I have mentally checked out from all co- Mizzou basketball. I watch the games, but whatever they do, I – I don't care because I know it's the puntier. We're punting. Yeah.
0: The, the one thing that did, did kind of bother me uh, in the broadcast, they said Dennis Gates, they asked him, and he don't even know how, how much of a losing streak we're on right now. Like, he's completely oblivious, says he don't keep up with the numbers. I don't know if that's just coach talk, because I know they, they're looking at the game completely different than how we're looking at it. But the fact – you can't say, hey, we have not won a game since, what was it, like January 7th or something like that? Yeah, it was since Arkansas. Yeah. It was a bye I, game. I want,
1: no, I, I think it was before the new year. I don't think we've won one in 2024 yet, I, unfortunately.
0: It, we, had, we had Central Arkansas at the very beginning of January, I'm pretty no, sure. Okay. So, yeah, that uh, was our last bye game. Yeah, yeah. And I, re- I remember making the statement like, there's no way we can lose that game. There's no way. You know, it'll be terrible if they do. And Case goes, Hey, they lost to Jackson State. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I guess we, where I struggle with it at, you know, you see teams lose and get knocked off early in the season to lesser opponents. That's what I assume the Jackson State loss was. I did not see it as this yeah. was a, a foreshadowing of what's to come, Skeeter. To double down on that, in my agreement with
2: you, is when that happened. I said, "Damn, this is going to be a real big thorn in our side when we're a bubble team." You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is going to be real pain in the butt when we're a bubble team." And this is, oh man, well, Mizzou lost Jackson city. You got to take that against them, buddy. The bubble's popped.
0: There ain't no bubble. We're it's done. gone. We're done. <laughs> it's gone.
2: And you, if you could go, I, if some fans go back and listen to like the podcast, like, and just want to like talk total trash on me specifically, I started out so positive on this team. And if things got bad, then I was like, N.I.T. worst case scenario. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, and, and,
1: that's and so, to like, kind you of diff-
2: to be on Cole's positive vibes only train. Well,
1: dude, okay, but here's the thing you got to take into account all the freaking injuries that this team has had. Like, you really yeah. do. Like, when you have, what, right now I think four off the top of my head that are injured that would have given at least not only significant minutes but possibly significant points um, to this team. I mean, who would have had our our starting point guard, Sean East, battling a knee injury and out for whatever it was, three games, uh, right in the middle of conference play? You know what I mean? Like, this team's just been bit by the injury bug, and we've seen it historically with not only basketball but other sports within Mizzou. Sometimes, man, that injury bug just bites the team, and it just does not let go. It goes from person to person, and again, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, there, I don't know. That's it, it sucks. It really does.
0: But um, hey, you, you do have to applaud Jordan Butler and the effort. Uh, him and Aiden Shaw yesterday. He uh, looked really good, didn't he? Yes, I mean, for him to be a freshman, you see the game slowing down for him. Uh, and you see the skill set that's, that's there and you see the development. So, uh, I'm encouraged by that. It's yeah, it's a, a good time to remind everybody too, that, you know, we talked about it with OU guys earlier in the episode about transfer portal, the way it is, uh, with football, it's even more relevant in basketball because you, you lose six guys in basketball. Well, it's like half your your roster that's turning over right there. So it'd be like uh, 40
1: guys going to the
0: portal for football. Yeah, would, yeah. Be right, insane, yeah. It'd, it'd be Florida state and, yeah. you know, before their bowl game, but uh, to see, to see that just, it's hard to get attached to the players because you always have to have it in the back of your mind. Like, Hey, might be somebody else wearing number zero for Mizzou next year, <laughs> you know, so fall in love with the name on the front of the, front of the jersey as much as the name on the back of the jersey, but um, let's go ahead and talk about what's good, what's really, really good. Girls softball, they are off to a 10-0 and 0 start. Um, expected to bounce back year for them this year because last year wasn't, wasn't quite where uh, we wanted or where we thought it was going to go. And, man, that is a great, I mean, it's perfect. You can't start out any better than, than that, but, um, they got some newcomers to the team, a couple pitchers. I don't have anything pulled up in front of me, so I'm not going to try to guess names and get them wrong. And then our friend of the show, Julia Crenshaw, she's developed into a really solid catcher, yes, uh, is. back there behind the plate and you know, her, her bat's real consistent too on that. So shout out to them and for what they're doing. Uh, do y'all have anything you want to say on, on the softball?
2: No, they're just beating tail.
1: I I do. They uh, I've been trying to follow them as closely as possible. It seems like they're playing six or seven games a day, um, and so That's it's what it feels it, like. It, it, it really, really it does. Like, like I see graphics put out, and I'm like, okay, all right. Who you know who hit a home run, or who's who's had a leadoff double, and oh, this person had double two, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, that was two completely different games. I'm thinking, holy smokes, this scores seventeen to nothing by now, but. They did have a a run-all win today. Uh, I believe it was 11-2, um, against UNT, I think. Regardless, yeah, yeah, regardless, they're 10-0, um, they're playing great. And what I really like, I mean, of course, I'm proud of the whole team, but what I really like to see is the, the ladies that I've been reaching out to, um, to hopefully come on the, the podcast when they return home before they make their home stand in open co- open conference play against Auburn. Um, I mean Taylor Panel again. You mentioned it, Julia Crenshaw, Lily Whitten. Uh, that, I mean these girls are these girls are killers. Not only in the woods and you know on the on the water, but uh, also on the diamond. So it just I don't know makes you feel good uh, to know that there's there's gals out there that are killing it in uh in both ways so proud of them and really really excited to see where where they end up um this season i know for sure i'm gonna be going to multiple games um i talked to mickey at 573 t's when i picked this sweatshirt up and he's like you gotta go gotta take the kids it's an absolute blast they got the bounce houses up and you know the kids are just running around the outfield and it's a good old time so i'll be there
0: Yeah. uh it's it's great to see that and then other mizzou women uh still doing good are the women gymnastics i'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name but we had I our know first exactly girl what name
2: you're trying to say but i couldn't even get it out we had our today. first girl
0: hit a perfect 10 on the bars first first 10 ever in program history on uneven bars uh that is is awesome to see they didn't get the highest score overall, I think Florida ended up having yeah. the highest score in that meet, but uh, they were right there with them, and it was man, it, Florida post a high score, and then a Missouri girl would come up and you know, match or exceed that, and it was just back and forth all night. That was really exciting. So that's all the uh, analysts I, I can do of gymnastics like, they're we just flipping, talk, they're doing just it like- stuff. Great flipping job! Just a great, good one, Skeeter.
1: Great one. Your dad jokes are on point ahead of uh, you know your your new addition. No, I mean you just talked about it with, or we all just talked about it with the OU guys that you know, competition. The SEC is only on the up and up, and of course, Oklahoma's got a great softball program. Um, But even in gymnastics, man, like I know they're they're
2: they're just they're good.
1: Yeah, they're good in gymnastics. They're going to be a great overall ad. In every sport, it seems like, to uh, to the SEC, just to up the annual all around and continue to show that this is the, the best conference, and cream of the cream, as, uh, as Skeeter would say.
0: Cream of the cream. cream. The cream. <laughs> hey. Uh, and then to finish up, the ladies' edition of Mizzou Sports, our girls lost in basketball in Fayetteville down here today. Uh, They're they rough on their midweek game again, but uh, same as the men, but. Man, just Tigers on the hardwood is not where it's at this year. Not a basketball school, boys. Not this year. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> no, for as much tradition and pride as we have uh, in basketball, you know, it, it really, especially when you get the older fans, a lot of the older fans would rather see Mizzou win a national championship in basketball than football. So it, it is a, a proud fan base when it comes to basketball. And this year we are hum. Bold, yeah, <laughs> like humbled last uh, year, yeah, okay, then let's talk hockey real quick because uh they are friends of the show, coach Bob uh Booker coming on, but so he he reached out to me and shared a goFundMe link it's it's on our uh Twitter page. I retweeted it, so nationals he talked you know a couple weeks ago how it was going to be saving a bunch of money because last year it was in Boston this year it's in St Louis. Well, then he gets an email and finds out in order to participate, you must book five nights for the whole team at specific hotels. If not, it is a $5,000 fine for the team to, to compete. So, uh, there's a large unexpected expense. Uh, I guess the way I took it was they, they weren't aware of this or kind of caught off guard by it. So, uh, Hey, if you're able to go help help them, because this team has a really good chance to compete in nationals, uh, and you know it it would go a long ways for them. I think the goal is ten thousand. I'm not asking you to donate ten thousand. If you have ten thousand to donate, feel free. But hey, even if it's five bucks, every little bit helps. So go check that. I think I think split uh, against Nebraska this weekend, but he told me that they were battling injuries. And so he wasn't going to be playing the best of the best. Like with them securing the spot last week in the Maka tournament in nationals, they weren't, they're going to give some guys, uh, some rest this weekend. And then wrestling comes back this week, uh, dominated North Dakota state. And then they went down to South Dakota today. And man, you talk about an awesome, uh, duel there. Uh, Zach Elam had the pin, in the heavyweights to secure the win for Mizzou against the number twelve ranked South Dakota State Jackrabbits. So our boys get back on the mats after having twelve days off, losing two in a row and we're on a on a two match uh win streak there. Yeah. Yeah. Case I thought you had something you're getting ready to say I guess you're like looking it. at something else. Oh <laughs> I'm pulling up I'm pulling up baseball stats when we talk about okay. baseball.
1: Okay. Yeah it looked cool. like he was getting ready to get right into it. Yeah it looks like um I think Noah dropped one in the Cornell loss but then he won both his both his um matches against uh, North Dakota and South Dakota State. So yeah I'm glad to see I mean you guys were a little worried. Skeeter you were at least about them starting to slide a, a little bit.
2: You were. Yeah. You were freaking but, out, uh, to be honest. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we we're just kidding, Skeeter. No, it, like I said, man, hey, positive vibes. They're, they're going to be all right. They're going to get it right before the end of the season. So, yeah, went up there and took over the Dakotas. And Yeah, where are they go next?
0: I don't have it pulled up in front of me. That's literally my job is wrestling. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, that's that's, your, all, that's all I needed for. Okay. <laughs> <I'm joking together. laughs> that's all I needed for. I got you. I got you. Let's see. I have the schedule here. Oh, and they're
1: winding down. I know that.
0: We are this Friday at Northern Iowa. Uh, Noah Carter's old school there. Let will
1: go up there and watch them.
0: And then at Iowa State on Sunday next week, and then it's tournament time. Big twelve and then national. So
1: I knew they were winding down.
0: Yeah, that that Iowa State it's a big is one. A, is one I've got circled, not so much for the team, but Keegan, O'Toole and Carr uh gonna match up again and see, you know, they had those epic three rounds last year and Keegan got the one that mattered the most and so let's see where where we're at there. But uh good to see them guys back on the mats dominating Tiger style. Let's talk real quick. Uh, Gabe Armin at Paramazoo reported, uh, confirmed Sam Horn uh, is shut down and lost not only for baseball season, but football season as well, going to repairs UCL with Tommy John surgery. So uh, baseball, I don't know how much they were counting on him this year. I haven't really heard much in that case. You might have an idea. Were they expecting him? I don't know. To be know. a huge contributor.
2: Um, I, haven't, I, I haven't even I seen videos with with the team. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell from the – I mean, I don't have any more information than what the average fan does. I just yeah, compulsively look over it. So, there's nothing yeah. in there.
0: All right. But it is going to matter with spring ball starting up next month. Uh, you know, we've lost Jake Garcia, uh, Dylan Liable. Went into the portal. Uh, Johnson is now at Oregon State, so we're three less quarterbacks than what we had on roster last year, and now you, you lose Sam. So it's It's a Brady. Uh, I'm not sure, does Tommy Cook still, or not Cook, Tommy, Tommy, Lock, Cook. Tommy Lock, Tommy Lock <laughs> still have any uh eligibility left? Like, is he still on the he roster as long as he wants to throw the ball yeah, around? I don't know,
1: he might just be uh. Who knows? I mean, I don't know when he came into college, but is Aiden
0: Glover on on campus? I think that's the think freshman looked... that we signed. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know you if know. he early enrolled or not. I,
2: I would think though that Drink has to do what he's done every year now and go find a backup quarterback somewhere. Yeah, and, but the you know, portals portals closed and it so... opens back up in spring ball. Yeah, we didn't, get, be... we didn't get we didn't get after spring
0: ball. No, we got it's after spring ball. Yeah, for us, someone's someone's gonna get pushed out of a job and they need a home. You, you we'll think find about one. Chase Daniel, he ain't doing anything. He come out throw some balls for him. <laughs> throw some balls for him.
2: Uh, I, I mentioned well, this no. on Twitter today, and uh, I think it's worth noting is that this is not a small addition they need to make because Brady Cook. Uh, part of the reason we love him is he puts his body on the line, and he yep. runs. He'll get that extra yard for you, as we saw a couple times earlier in the season. He got hurt a few times because of that, and Horn had to come in and run some plays. Um, you know, you you previously you're you're not that worried because a week. I personally, I think there's right on the wall that says Horn is next in line after Cook. That's why he's been so um, you know, what's the word? Um, loyal to drink with so far. Uh and I think even he was like, All right, well if Cook has any trouble this year, I'm gonna come in, I get some reps, make my name. So we gotta find a guy to replace that. Um oh, what was that really old quarterback we had a couple of years ago? April. It was like a, Abram, Jack, you Jack need a guy Abram. like Abram, almost like he ain't give me the starter. You know that, but I need someone with their head on straight to come in and run a few plays when Cook tries to leap over two defenders and gets helicopters in the air.
0: If you graduate high school with me, you need to get off the college team. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: bringing uh, a but, bringing a Burr Reynolds like yeah, off uh, the longest yard yeah, and you, back you of know, quarterback. Oh,
0: you reference? <laughs> you think of last year's spring ball. And it's complete opposite. Brady had just had his labrum uh, went there. surgery, so as all the other quarterbacks got to throw it around. Now it's all on Brady again. Uh, I just hope you know it don't add extra wear and it wears him out come the end of the season. Uh, but hey, you got to step up and play. It's it's SEC. There's, nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Well,
1: now the spring uh, game will just be. You know they'll run the ones and twos or mix them up or whatever. Brady will just be all time quarterback. Like you're playing backyard football and Might
0: that's as well, just really.
1: what they got to do, right? He's going to get a ton of looks on the offensive and defensive side. Throw you know seventy five, eighty balls and
0: Blank yeah. could come over and help. He's in Kansas City. Uh, you know he, he, didn't, mean... he didn't love us anymore.
1: <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, let's. Let's get to what Case has been chopping at the bit here for. Absolutely. absolutely. I've got three pages of notes. Jesus. Well. All right, uh, partner. So, Friday, we had the doubleheader, dropped the first game, and then win the nightcap, and then we won yesterday's game. Today's game was canceled because of uh, bad weather out there in Cal Poly uh, in California. So, two and one to open up the Carrick Jackson era, and... Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll let you take it from there. All right, so here's my
2: here's my notes. Here's what I got going on this. Um, let's talk about freshman Thomas Curry first. So Thomas Curry is uh, been playing DH. Thomas Curry is batting 444 through the series. He has led the team with four RBIs, six total bases. Um, oops, wrong page. So
0: uh, I know one was you- a two-run homer.
2: One of the two in a home run. Uh, Jackson Lovitch, who um, is, I guess, I think his roommate, friend of the show, Jackson Beeman, um, he had a big dinger at one point as well. Mm-hmm. This lineup was really feast or famine. We had guys that were hot this weekend, and we had guys that were struggling to get heated up. And one of those guys struggling to get heated up was Austin. I'll be honest, Austin might be the best bat, you know, pure, he had the best power bat, because had his pure contact bat on this team. He's going to get it going. I'm not concerned about that. Um, but what I did like was some we're gonna see so far, and this this is this season's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be kind of the opposite of Gates' first year in basketball because Carrick went out and got a lot of talented freshmen to fill holes that were left by juniors and seniors last year that left us in the portal or or went on to the next level. He's starting them. Um, he's using kind of one of the he's using a pretty common baseball adage. Catcher's the most athletic person on the field. Um, and you've probably seen that a lot of MLB teams where they take a catcher who's not quite the place to move him to outfield. Uh, he's, he started four catchers in one game, and one, only one caught. One was a DH, and he had two other positions in the, on the diamond. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh, one of those catchers, a guy, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I've been really hyped about, is Yadi uh, Hernandez. Uh, I realized I listened to his podcast the other day with the Athletics. He is a cousin to Yadier Morlina. Um, So if you're a Cardinals fan, that's a pretty cool guy to get behind, number 24 out there, also a catcher. A lot like Yachty, his defense looked fantastic. I was so impressed behind the plate by him. He was blocking balls. He was throwing guys that had to throw a runner out in each game. He started two. The doubleheader didn't start Saturday because, you know, obviously it's a lot of games on a catcher's legs. But something we got to look at is all those blocked balls are for a reason thing that does fright me on this team is the pitching staff and part of the bullpen most of the bullpen looked um looked bad uh before i do that i do want to give flowers though to carter Restred. um started game two zero era 0.20 whip uh that's five innings of work one hit allowed he was dynamite that game
0: that's dylan dylan that is dylan like, like dylan card dealer like he's he's dealing it out. Dealing, I was like, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I'm pretty, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, I apologize. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. It. That's a good joke. I'm sorry. Language I'm sorry. barrier. Oh, Language man. barrier. Really? That, that really? I totally flatlined. Gosh, I, I'm gonna
1: go back and capture a look on your face because you're just like, oh my god, did I mess his name up? I was
2: like, no. I was like, there's no way. I I watched the it's, whole it's entire Dylan. game. I haven't it written down Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Dylan. No, I was like Carter. What, dude? I'm so sorry, dude. I like oh, that joke you're so good. bad um anyways, he looked like an absolute stud. you go in there look at uh Ian Lowe's who uh we knew was good last year out of the bullpen mm-hmm. same new 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 year same story zero e r a as well point um point one eight two bad average against those guys deserved their flowers great weekend that is where flowers in for this pitching um Logan Lunsford struggled uh we had um i don't even want to pull the stats up. But Carter Miller went out there in relief. The he he's registered an ERA of twenty-seven right now, uh, six WHIP. That's pretty not good. Um, and I'm not trying to dog on these guys. This is, it's a young season. I think a big part of that first game loss was these guys were just trying to mesh and meet each other. Like you know, they were trying to figure out how it works
0: together on the diamond. A, ahead, a big thing ahead. too. You go from pitching and practice and scrimmages versus each other to live game action so different nerves uh some of them's first time wearing mizzou on on the front of the jersey uh although i do have to say i was not a fan of the black jersey without the mizzou on it just the the oval tiger this
2: oval tiger we've ran the last two years i agree i don't love that either yeah, not, it seems not, very not... plain doesn't it yes. or the uh
1: the gold jersey with the
2: black pants a lot of folks yeah. i don't like that either a lot of folks did but but really, <laughs> it reminded me of, of, of uh, Little League, but I don't know.
1: But if they go all gold, it does remind me of the softball uniform. So I guess I could, I don't know.
0: Yeah, But, you know, you, you think about it. So pitchers are the slowest to get going usually because just having to stretch out, uh, get their arms out. You know, when you have a pitcher dealing, uh, <laughs> dealing again, but. When you had one, one pitching like you did Saturday, there's a reason he only went five innings because you could do more damage to their arm, just like, hey, yep. you're, you're on fire. I'm going to keep you out here. Well, then you lose him for later in the year because, you know, it's too much too quick on them. So don't freak out over the pitching staff just yet. Usually you think about Major League Baseball, and it seems like after the first month, they're on a record pace to hit home runs this year. Well, by the summertime, that's died down. Yeah, you know, so yeah, I mean, uh, once they
1: establish a rotation and guys can get into a groove, you know what I mean? Like it, they play teams like Cal Poly, and Cal Poly actually does have a pretty darn good, uh, pretty darn good baseball program.
2: Um, I got my notes as well. I'll be honest, boys. There's some stuff Cal has done in the last decade that we really wish Mizzou had done. They made yeah. nice runs into the tournament in 2014. They had a really big run. <laughs> Their <laughs> stadium would, oh my God, it looked beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Taylor looks yeah. like a dump compared to that place. Yeah. Taylor is kind of a dump. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like when the score was posted for the early Friday game and people are like, oh, it's a terrible year, terrible year. Well, I didn't get to watch the first game. I got home in time to watch the second game. And it's like who's the underdog here? Because it looks like we're, we're playing up with, with exactly this stadium. Right. Boy, you know, and also, we,
1: knew we were the warm up team. You know, um, we were the we were the cupcake well,
2: <laughs> Cole, good point. Uh they broadcast all the games on ESPN Plus, Cal Poly did, and they sounded a little upset when they lost the second game. Like they were good. like, oh, not a good start to Cal Poly's year. Um, but Cal Poly does have decent, uh, d- yeah, decent lineage. Um, man, I don't know if you guys watched those games, but that morning game on Saturday, they they did like a first of all, the cameraman was drunk or high the entire time because it was just missing stuff everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got a random on accident. He accidentally panned to like center field. And there's just like this, like the mountains out in this, like out in center field, and I was like, oh, that is, that's a pretty beautiful backdrop. That, like, that fourteen-year-old
0: that, is... that was doing the intern program on the just... cameraman and here cases <laughs> calling him drunk or high, just <laughs> whipping that camera.
2: There was a point where a double. Uh, who is it? One of our players did a double. And then the camera just stayed in one spot and you see our guy run past it. <laughs> you just have to guess if he was safe or out. You don't know. Now, I,
0: I will say on the Saturday game, I got to see some of the highlights and you talk about being able to place balls where the, the players aren't, there was a couple doubles there that they were finding the gap. It wasn't just hard hit balls. It was just putting the ball where the defender was not. And you know, when, I don't know that we necessarily saw that with the previous coaching staff. So I hope that's a sign of developing at the plate. I know home runs is the big thing, gets everybody going, but I'm firm believer that, hey, you get four singles in a row and you're going to score – you're guaranteed to score one, if not two uh, or more runs by doing that. So just keep the line moving.
1: I'll be – I mean, I'm open, I'm with you on that 100%. The, the fact that, yeah, if we can – Take people yard all game long. Great. But if we have a team that can hit the gaps, that is going to put a lot of SEC teams in a pickle. And if we can do it consistently, that's going to surprise a lot of people and, you know, make a lot of people who didn't really tune into this team in years past tune in even more now that, you know. Able to, mm-hmm. to accomplish some of those things something that we haven't seen for Missouri baseball in a while.
0: Looked like we had some speed on the basis, too, uh, from what I saw there. Cases was that kind of your absolutely what you Are saw you guys there?
2: Uh, familiar with uh, Didi, his uh, it's his nickname. What is his? I'm totally spacing on his actual name. He's a center fielder. He um, what he stole two bags on Saturday, one on one in one of the games on Friday. The Friday games run together to me, so I apologize. It just seems like one blur of a giant baseball game um that guy i know at texas tech where he came from he had like one of the fastest shuttle times in all of college baseball so he's worth watching
0: but no this team it runs the bags well for sure yeah yeah oh, it's it's exciting that hey you know uh i know beezer and his staff you know they They didn't leave on bad terms. There was a lot of people that still wanted him to get another chance. But I am excited about a fresh future, a fresh start, uh, and see where it goes. Um, You know, if we don't make the tournament, well, that's where we ended up last year. So it's not end of the world. But as we heard from Jackson Beeman, their goal is to get uh, to the tournament this year like – They aren't being shy in it. They even released uh, videos leading up to the season where, you know, there's a couple of videos where I even heard coaching staff and players say, hey, our goal is to get to Omaha. And so when when you speak on it and you let it be known like that, like I I think that's bold and that's, you know, saying, hey, we might be Mizzou baseball and we might not have the history of all these other teams that we're fixing to be playing, but we're coming for you. And, and I like that mindset. Reminds me of when Drinkwitz first got to Mizzou and kind of will play anybody anywhere type mentality yeah. that he had. I get a similar
2: vibe out of Carrick as well. And I, I agree. I understand a lot of folks said when want Beezer to leave, but Carrick is very fresh, and I think that's what this team needed. This whole program needed a fresh face. It's a lot like going from Barry Odom to, to uh, Drink, in my opinion. It's very similar. Like Odom wasn't terrible, but this program seems to be shaking a little bit. And I think that's what this is. And Kevin yeah, mean, Jackson. Oops, go ahead. Well, I was, was going to say, Oh, no.
1: who's going first? You hear me. You <laughs> dead gun. Go. go, go, I'll go. The
2: other day. Well, I was
1: going to say that it's like, you know, unless you're having success in a program to speak on your guys, you know, fresh face, unless you're having success in your program, like, you know, coach Smith with wrestling, you really don't mm-hmm. see people that stick around a whole long, you know, while that don't kind of get stagnant. Um, yeah. And, you know, Beezer's, you know, line just kind of, you know, his number ended up getting called and it was time for him to go. So it, um, yeah, a breath of fresh air, I think, can do this team a lot of good, um, especially with how
0: young they are, too. Well, you speak on that. And I mean, it's, it's evident in the staff that he brings in a former Mizzou head coach and Jameson to be our pitching coach, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's that goes to show like, hey, everybody cycles around, uh, nothing's forever and but for him to bring somebody in that's had you know somewhat success with mizzou and has already established roots in columbia and has history and i like how he can connect some big time former players that are in the league back to mizzou because we really lost that connection uh under beezer and it wasn't i don't know if it was he didn't he wasn't open to them because they weren't his guys, or, or whatever. If he's just so worried about now instead of worrying about the the past, but uh, I think Coach Jamison will, will be great in in opening that door and reconnecting to the successful players Mizzou's got because that when you can, you know, how many kids know of like Kyle Gibson. How many know he's a Mizzou alum? Yeah, you know, like, well, they no. don't get connected.
2: Hell, brother, the other day I mentioned Scherzer, Max Scherzer was a, a Mizzou alum to a coworker of mine, and he was dumbfounded.
0: Yes, he thought I was making it up. Really? really? Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So, being able to to connect that and bring that back, like, it's great when you can celebrate your your past history, but tied in with what you're doing now in the future
2: yeah no, absolutely i think that's yeah i think you're right. it's a great hire in that uh can i throw one more thing in about our yep. friend of the show jackson uh i'm, I'm, I'm i just i write his stats down every game because i kind of like want to follow him like that's kind of our is he's our uh what's our word like our liaison to the team like he's yeah. our guy yeah. um jackson sled off game one which i thought was uh interesting because i thought it was more of a middle of lineup guy batted middle lineup second game um he went one for seven, but he played, and he ended up scoring in one of those games. Um Plays really good defense, but his outfield is very good. He's got great range out there uh, and got to a lot of balls. And this, again, might be due to the poor camera work. Got to a lot of balls out there that I thought I didn't know if he'd be able to get to or anyone be able to get to. <laughs> so
0: uh shout out Jackson. Keep killing it out there, man. We're proud of you. Hey, and on the Friday night game, he had that one strikeout, but – uh two pitches before he got struck out there. He had that one down the line that was hit on a rope yeah. that I think was, was probably fair really. But, uh, <laughs> the cameraman <laughs> jumping on, <laughs> on your soapbox there, but, uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> the ump seemed to be late on turning his the third base umpire seemed to be late on turning his head, tracking the ball and called it foul. I don't know that that ball was foul, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, uh, I agree with you.
2: But I think Jackson is, you know, warming up and he, I, I'm just happy for, I'm really happy. He's getting, he's getting a chance in this lineup, you know? And I asked him about that when he came on. I said, are you excited to the opportunity? And he had, a, he had a player speak it, but the most he could, because, you know, he can't get in trouble. But in my opinion, this is, this is Casey's opinion. Um, he did need, uh, he did need someone else to give him a new eyes on him. I think he's taking advantage of it. So just proud of him for out there and, and killing it.
0: Yeah. And, not to brag on their program or anything like that, but friend of the show Ty Wilsmeyer. You talk about somebody tracking down a ball. Uh, he's he's down here in Arkansas now. Did you see the one where he robbed it over the fence? Yeah, I've
2: seen all the videos. Of Cole and was upset about it. I'm like I don't like seeing this. I miss him.
1: <laughs> I give him crap every time I see something on Ty's Instagram. And Ty still listens to this podcast. So, hello, We miss you, Ty. We miss you man.
2: Great we catch. Ugly. We're gonna hunt turkey. Ugly. I hate seeing him in that uniform. It uh, makes me want to throw up. Hat, yeah. Like I think you know, I even slipped, I sent that catch to to Cole and I said tie in that
0: uniform. It was a it was a cat going like. Bleh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> makes you want to throw up. I think it makes we, him want to throw up too. But inside,
0: we, we need to get him his old Mizzou gear down to him and let him just run out there one game for Arkansas <laughs> in his Mizzou <laughs> Mizzou gear.
1: But, he's probably got he's probably got Mizzou like underwear on. Just yeah. secretly, you know, he's still rocking. <laughs> I'll
0: take your word for it. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We could ask him. I guess. I'll just call hey, him. I don't know. I should call him right now and be like, "Hey,
1: what are you doing?"
3: <laughs> just curious.
0: <laughs> hey, so I didn't I didn't talk on it last week uh, because I was on here by myself and uh, but kind of get back in outdoors a little bit again. I know y'all's bow season ended, but y'all know what I did two weeks ago. Yeah, or a weekend before none. last. Yeah, I got, got an invite to go out on some private land, first time, and I don't know how many years I've been in on private land, not in public land. And was there an hour, and got a big old fat doe. Uh, I think she, it, it was big for here. She was 130 live weight on the scale. Uh, Pretty good. So,
1: so, probably 90 dressed.
0: I I didn't even Ish. look back up at the scale after dressed her. So. <laughs> It was just, I had the blood all over my hands and had, I did put her in the trunk of the car Heck in yeah. a tarp. Uh, I was fully prepared for when the cop came for me and ended up in handcuffs. I have to explain that that's deer blood on the bumper, not <laughs> human blood. <laughs> but, did it,
1: have I ever told y'all that story about me hunting here in an urban area in Columbia? I just, okay. I'm going to tell it real quick. I was my first full year archery hunting. I still drove a, uh, for those that are car savvy, an Infiniti G thirty seven, which is a little coupe, little sport coupe. Um, but my wife drove a Nissan Xterra, so I go out deer hunting, shoot my first ever doe, first ever deer with a uh, with a bow. Well, to get back to where we were living at the time, I had to drive right down Stadium, like from West Stadium to East Stadium, sixty three, right. So multiple stoplights. You know, I field dress as doe End up throwing her on top of the exterior uh, because I knew my wife would flip if there was blood inside the uh, inside the exterior.
2: You should hose it off the outside, too.
1: No, dude, I get up to the first stoplight <laughs> and all I can see dripping down the windshield is a single stream of blood. And I was just like she's going to kill me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I'm like hitting the, uh, hitting the little windshield wipers with bug <laughs> juice and whatnot and blood smearing all over the place. I'm thinking, golly, dude, I'm gonna get arrested. Like, I don't know what these people are thinking, but yeah, we're still married to this day. So
2: that's all good. Would you drop the deer off and then go hose the car off.
1: Um, I don't know if I ended up hosing the car off or not. I don't think I did. Honestly, I really? just like, yeah, got the windshield off. Cause it was a red X Xterra too. So, I kind of got away with it. Yeah, exactly. And it was on the roof, so, you know, whatever. I'm going to have to ask her when we get done with this. Hey, you remember when I (laughs) put a dead deer on top of your exterior?
0: (laughs) Well, hey, I know it's not, we're not in the business to be promoting other podcasts, especially a Mizzou podcast, but I don't know if y'all have seen, there's a new podcast out there, and I think a lot of Mizzou fans are going to love it, uh, but it's, it's called True Sons. Well, it's Sean Weatherspoon, Jeremy Macklin. uh, I think Denaro Alexander is going to be on it. Rutland's on there. So you have some former Mizzou players getting together, talking ball, talking shop. Go check them out. Uh, Would love for any of them guys to come on our pod one day. But, uh, hey, that's that's a podcast I think Mizzou's been needing of former players to come and, and talk the program because we can talk it all we want. But those guys are going to get get waves of of listeners, and so I'm excited for that. But it, it was True Sons podcast. I retweeted it on our on our Twitter account. So, anything else we need to touch on that we haven't touched? No,
1: mm, I don't think so. I mean, if anybody's
0: listening at this point, they are a true listener, a true fan. Uh, hit case up at case i h mizzou and he'll give you a hundred dollars if you're listening at this point no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. go see mickey get you yeah. a uh did you ever
2: brothers. do the did you ever do our home field thing
0: yeah i did it at the very beginning okay cool. at the very beginning okay, cool. uh why two plane sports was on so appreciate them coming on and and preview and helping preview and, and talk about their thoughts and feelings of coming to the sec and getting to play us again uh They seem like some pretty good guys. I hope they fall flat on their face because I love going to work after an OU loss. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, if I had to rank schools that I dislike, uh, I don't know. I can put it in order, but KU, OU, and LSU. And it's not hard to figure out where I've lived all my life. (laughs) So uh, even living in Arkansas, but Arkansas, their fans really don't, all they can say is like, but we got track and field championships, worst decade of our <laughs> life, you know. Yeah, Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count. It's yeah, the worst so. decade of our life. Doesn't count. All right, fellas. Well, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh go ahead. I, we do need to keep shouting out Mr. Mickey every week. So five seven three T's if you don't know. Uh Cole's got the Wilderness Brotherhood hoodie on, but he's got other great apparel too. I think he's even titled. A- Tied in with some nil deals, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, go go shop him and support him because support him, supporting Mizzou, uh, support and, local, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean we're we're grateful for variety sports and home field and if you mm-hmm. want some of their stuff they have some great vintage stuff if you want to shop it enter in code variety sports for 50 percent off but that'll wrap it up for this episode of the woods water mizzou as always y'all be safe have a good week, and m i z z o u go tigers
1: y'all take care